Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 55 of No Meat Athlete Radio. I'm Matt Frazier with Doug Hay, and today we are talking about paleo. Paleo versus vegan. What an epic battle. It is an epic battle, and that's that's what people probably are expecting this to be, because it seems to me that every vegan podcast has a paleo bashing episode, mm-hmm. uh, and I would imagine that every paleo podcast has a vegan bashing episode as well. Uh, but this this is probably not going to be that. And in fact, I think this will probably be a short episode because I don't have that much to say about paleo. I haven't I haven't I don't know I haven't spent much time like trying to dissect it and find the weaknesses and to, you know to to bolster the vegan cause uh, because I think the whole I think the whole battle is ridiculous. I think the fact that there is a is a fight is dumb. I wish you would have told me that because I sharpened on my knives and came out here fully prepared with <laughs> armor and everything. Fight. Okay. Yeah. Right. Dang it. <laughs> That's okay. We can still use it afterwards. We can fool around or something. <laughs> sure, Holden would like to have a little he fake would, battle. He would love it if he did. Put paleo shirt on or something. Yeah. That would be good. That could be a viral YouTube video, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, paleo, I think, I mean, my my thoughts on paleo and vegan are summed up in a post I wrote about it called... I think it's called why vegans and paleo should stop hating each other um i don't i don't know that we're going to say that much more here that that is different from there but i think i think it's just good to say it um this is not a research heavy episode i wouldn't say at all not that any of our stuff really is <laughs> um but i don't know i think i think our viewpoint I, I don't know i assume yours is similar to mine but i think that viewpoint is one that uh i i wish we're in the world more like and like this is something i feel more strongly about than it's funny. Like I don't, I don't try very hard to spread uh, the animal cruelty message. I feel like that is not a good way to reach people and convert them to veganism. Certainly, right. I, I would like it if more, if more people were vegan. I don't think that's the way to to get people to do it. People are just are more self interested than that, and you're not going to convince someone to change their ethics very easily. So anyway, I what I do wish is that people would stop fighting about this because I think that hurts the entire healthy eating cause when when it's paleo or vegan. And, and they're seen as opposite camps that, that have nothing in common and that can't coexist. But I think, and this is the message that is the obvious one, is that if you're doing either one of them right, and there are certainly ways to do them both wrong, then you're eating whole foods. You're eating, I mean, a ton of whole foods. And that's, I think that more than anything else is the way to eat healthier. So when people ask me, how can I eat healthier? Like, what, what can I do? What's What's wrong with the way we eat now as a society? It's. I, I never say eat less animals. I mean, I think I certainly think that we eat too much meat. I think more than is healthy. I think we get too much fat and too much protein in our diets. Um, not we, but people who who eat a standard American diet. But I think the place to start, if you want to just have dramatic health improvements, is switch to whole foods. Just stop eating processed foods, and that doesn't matter whether you're following a vegan diet or a paleo one. And I think that's the most important thing that that we just don't do as society has become more technologically advanced and it's really convenient and easy now and cheap to make eat processed food that's what we do and that's that's largely why we are fat and sick and nearly dead before we get too far into it should we back up and just kind of explain what our understanding of the paleo diet diet is? yes we should do that i think that's a good thing to do 
And I actually, this is funny. I don't think a lot of people know this, but before I started eating vegan and before I started eating vegetarian, even uh, when I was on this quest to qualify for Boston, I think I was at this stage between of my 353 second marathon and my 336 third marathon. I was doing paleo diet for athletes, which is a book. I have it on my shelf right there. I like it. It actually has a really good uh, section about eating before, during, and after your workouts. And and I've realized since then that that's because that that's the section that they modified in the for athletes version of the paleo diet, <laughs> right? So they made that. What they basically say in the paleo diet for athletes is that the paleo diet is great and it works really well, but in its strictest form, it's not very good for athletes because you need sugar as an athlete. And I think even some of that thinking has kind of changed, but they were saying, are you, are you really, have you not seen it yet, Doug? No. <laughs> okay. I'm over here searching, trying to find See, it. Born to Run right there, and then to the right of it is Slow Burn, and then the Paleo Diet for Athletes. There it is. Good. <laughs> so anyway, um, that, but the, the Eat Around Workout section I thought was really well-researched and, and good and informative and a nice in-one-place uh, set of guidelines for how to eat for events that are four hours, for events that are longer than that, for events that are between one and two hours. So a very, very good comprehensive section about workout nutrition. And it's one that I've used since then, long since I've stopped doing the paleo diet, but I still like their nutrition section, which is why I've held on to the book. And for my big research project where I will one day bash the paleo diet, and I'll just pull out all these quotes from there. <laughs> Not really. I just, I just happened to open it up to a page that's talking about a vegetarian diet and everything that this guy has to eat. I assume it's bashing it a little bit, but that's, <laughs> probably. That's I don't good. remember that section. I haven't read it in ten years, probably. Um. So anyway, that's oh yeah, our understanding of the paleo diet. Yeah. So what I understand the paleo diet in in the correct actual good sense, not not the commercial sense, not the the one that has had the marketing appeal, because I think that's. I mean, no denying, that's a huge part of its popularity is that when you have a diet that, at least in the short term, helps people to lose weight and and feel healthy, and I totally agree that it does that. I think for a lot of people who eat, like, like I said, if they eat a processed food diet, you switch to a whole food diet, whatever it is, whether it's paleo or plant-based, doesn't matter, you're going to lose weight and get healthier. I mean, not not as a guarantee, but in general, I think that happens. I think the paleo story, the idea that this is how our ancestors eat, ate, how our ancestors ate, and that we need to get back to that, uh, that's a story that people want to hear and that has, has really fit and resonated well. Uh, I think even even devout paleos will admit that that story isn't really accurate, like there's not one paleo diet. Right. Uh, that's a common criticism, criticism of it, and I think it's one that, that a lot of people admit. Like, they, yes, that's true, and they're still trying to distill the principles into you know, the best they can do is what they say. And like lots of the vegetables and things they recommend, like you, they can talk about eating carrots, but I'm sorry. I think, I think like a lot of fruits these days, the fruits that we have now used to be as sweet as carrots, like not, not really very sweet, but, but they've changed because we've selected them in, in agriculture and all that. So we've changed the food itself so that a lot of the foods that if there was a true paleo diet or the, or the vast array of paleo diets that did actually exist back then, uh, that those are very, they're just hard to replicate nowadays because we don't have those foods anymore. So anyway, I'm not trying to get into a criticism of it. Like these are the, the common discussions I think that, that vegans put forth. And 
anyway, it's getting off topic. The, the main thing, the premise of the paleo diet is eat. You're trying to eat like a caveman did, basically, for right. lack of a better term. There, um, it's it's eat meat as much possible, like wild, um, grass fed. Yeah, right. Not not factory farmed meat. So I think that's that's one reason that I'm more pro paleo than than a lot of vegans are. Like I think if in the same way that I think it's good, it's cool when somebody who who eats a regular diet comes and says, "Hey, I'd like to start eating vegetarian one day a week." Mm-hmm. Right? Like a lot of a lot of vegans, this is this is not I'm just pointing out a fact, but a lot of vegans would say that's not enough. Why do that? And then they say it to someone who's going vegetarian. They say, that's not enough. You need to be all the way vegan or you're basically not doing anything right. My view is totally the opposite. It's like a, a tiny step in this direction is good. So I'm very encouraging when someone tells me that, you know, they, they've stopped eating animal foods until noon each day. And then after that, they eat the regular day. Like I say, that's, that's a great thing. That's a great start. Right. I'm all for that. Yeah. So in that in that same way of thinking, I'm happy to hear that the paleo diet is encouraging people to eat this type of meat, you know, in, instead of the factory farm meat. So I think I think that small step in the direction is better than eating the standard American diet that's encouraging factory farming. Mm-hmm. So not that everyone follows the paleo diet that way, and I think that's one of the issues with it is that people. My dad certainly eats eats this way, and I've seen him make this mistake. It's like he gets gets in the idea that meat is fine, meat is good, and then when it's convenient he eats the the sustainable stuff but when it wasn't and he's gotten better about this but when it when it wasn't convenient, he would just eat whatever you know it's like it's meat it's on the paleo diet so right so you stop being selective i think it, when what i like about being vegan is that it's a, it's harder to do that like if you're if you're gonna say it's vegan so i can eat it you're gonna go down the junk food vegan road pretty easily yeah but if you're trying to pay attention to health it's just it's hard to get a good meal that's I don't know. Like it's just you can't stop at a fast food restaurant. It's off limits entirely. Whereas for a paleo person, even though it's off limits on the diet, because there's not that hard ethical line that says I don't eat this certain foods no matter what, it's easier to make exceptions. Right. So, that line of, of of factory farmed versus sustainably raised meat is so blurry. And you know, even a lot of the grass fed stuff or the free range stuff, um, you know, is, is far from ethically raised uh you know and so i think because that line is so blurry you see a lot of people flirting with the other side and i think that's probably my one of my biggest criticisms of of the vegan diet is just um you know that people say that it's more back to their ancestors but Wait, then, you mean the paleo criticism of the paleo, of diet, the right? paleo diet right yeah. yeah uh and then you know and then we'll go to a restaurant and order you know chicken because chicken's on the paleo diet right, right. but you know but it's i'm sure it's just factory farm chicken right pumped with hormones and all kinds of sure. stuff right. yeah and and so the, none of this is to say that that if you were on the paleo diet and you were super strict about doing it and i'm you know none of this is saying that there aren't people who are like that who are really into it and sure. are serious about it and and do that and i think those people who are doing it that way are at least in the eyes of someone who is vegan are doing much better for animals than someone who who is not because they are not promote they're not doing things that, you know, play into the factory farming and encourage factory farming and support factory farming and stuff like that. So personally, I think that's good. Uh, I think it's better than, than the alternative of standard American diet. And I think that's where I differ from a lot of vegans, I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, I think it sounds like, I'm sure in the in the examples I'm giving that to someone paleo listening to this, 
might say, well, yes, this is this still sounds like a typical vegan bashing <laughs> paleo. And I'm really trying not to make it that way. I, I understand that you can look at the other side of the coin and make almost identical corresponding arguments for vegan whole food vegan and junk food vegan sure right like there's there's maybe a blurry blurry line there somewhere too and there's someone who eats fresh and organic and whole but they still go out to a restaurant and eat the junky vegetables or whatever that they have so i mean i'm fully admitting that that you could make those same arguments and i'm not that's not the point here we're not trying to point out why it's bad and i think that that's that's a big criticism of any sort of diet you know that you subscribe to at all uh, vegan or vegetarian or paleo when you when you get so focused on those rules then um you know you kind of lose sight of the general the big picture which is to be eating a healthy you know right sustainable awesome. meal uh, and you know and, and as you're saying that's certainly possible on a on a paleo diet and that's certainly possible on a vegan diet as well sure so we were talking that was that was meat we mentioned meat meat is big on paleo diet you're supposed to get it this one way a lot of times it happens another way uh but then you're also supposed to get vegetables and lots of them which is great i think that's fantastic it's way better than most people eat who who eat standard american diet so i think that's why i also don't hate the paleo diet um paleo says i i think in the strictest sense no grains Mm -hmm. since in in the original paleo diet theory that was put forth people that you know in this paleolithic period or whatever period they're trying to replicate um that they did not have agriculture yet so so grains were very scarce and things that just didn't nobody based their diet on grains back then right. so no grains uh beans are similar no beans because beans are also something that we didn't really start eating until we until agriculture came so that's my basic understanding of the paleo diet and and entirely whole foods it's supposed to be so right. no no sugars or added sugars, um, no alcohol. I don't know about caffeine and what they think about that, but I would imagine if you're trying to be totally strict, then then none of that either. Mm-hmm. So these are things that I think are good, right? I mean, not not adding sweetener, eating as whole food as possible. Mm-hmm. Generally, I think those things are are good. Um, where I disagree is is that 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 our bodies are not able to handle these agricultural foods like beans and grains um i've I've seen some evidence there's a there's a ted talk by a woman named christina warner i think that talks a lot about you know gives a lot of research-based things and shows examples of of people from this era who were found with whatever barley or greens or something in their in their teeth and like evidence that in fact they were eating these sorts of foods Uh, i don't want to get into that but i did want to mention that one just because i think there are a lot of people who, because paleo is so popular, like I'm sure it's more popular than, than plant-based, right? And we talk about them like they're two equal sides of, of a battle, but I think there are probably 10 times as many people who eat paleo than who eat plant-based. Right. Could be wrong. But or at least say they do. Right. <laughs> um, because it's, you know, that's that's way easier to adopt. If you're, if you're looking at, you're pulling someone off the street randomly and who knows, not a, not a big liberal progressive city, but just some random place and said, here, you have to follow one of these two diets for now on, which one's it going to be? Probably they're going to pick the one that has all the meat in it, right? Because that's just like most what people eat and what seems not that foreign. Right. So I think tons of people eat paleo compared to vegan. And I think there are a lot of people who find no meat athlete or just find no meat athlete via plant-based diets that they're, they're looking about, you know, looking for vegan vegetarian recipes and trying to find it. So they find no meat athlete, they're doing fine. And then they email me and say, 
hey, this is good. I feel great. I love this. But I'm starting to hear all this talk about paleo and how what I'm doing is wrong and how paleo is better. So that's the only reason I brought up the this Christina Warner YouTube video. Because I'm, I'm not trying to... I know people have used that... Vegans have used that as fuel to say like, so look, paleos, you, you're wrong. Here's here's the proof that you're wrong. I'm not trying to do that. I'm I'm giving that to the people who... All their coworkers are are paleo, and they're they're telling them they're wrong for eating vegan, just so that they have some place to go and look, uh, not not to use as as ammunition in the argument back against their coworkers, but just so they can look at someone who seems to be informed and has done research, uh, and and you know so that they can have some confidence that that this paleo thing is not it's not the end all be all just because it's been a successful thing, right? Right. So. I, I'm I'm terrified that this is turning into paleo bashing by people, and I don't want it to be that. Um, I really want it to be a bashing of the battle between paleo and vegan. Like that's what I just I feel like they're both good diets. You know, I mean, ethically, not at all. Like I I'm that's the reason I went vegetarian was for ethical reasons. That's that's what it was, and it turned out that it worked really well for health, and I've learned a lot about it, and that's great. But that's. That's the reason I chose it over paleo was because it was it's it in line with what I believe ethically. So in that sense, I think I, I couldn't do paleo. I just it just I wouldn't feel right. But as far as health of diets goes, especially in the short term, I think a whole food diet, no matter how you slice it, really. I mean, no matter what your nutrient mix is that is in there, if you're eating animal products versus not, especially if it's meat and not dairy, because even paleo they don't they don't do dairy, right? Um. I think you can get healthy in the short term eating a whole food diet. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I keep saying short term is because it seems to me, and I haven't—I I mean, I haven't like done a ton of research, and it's very hard to be unbiased about this sort of thing. Uh, so, I think my attention is called far more often to the studies that show the the better longevity of plant-based diets, right? Um, so, the Adventist Health Study, for example. Uh, which Matt Rosigno actually knows a lot about because he went did his graduate work at Loma Linda, which is in the same area. Um, it, it just linked that these vegetarian and vegan diets, it, it was very easy to, to separate them from omnivorous diets because in, among this population uh, that they were studying, it was like the people were identical in so many ways except for some of them, and a large proportion of them ate these plant-based diets. The others didn't. So it was a, it's considered a very good study. Anyway, it linked linked vegetarian and vegan diets to longer lifespan. And I've seen other stuff that has done similar. So where I'm admitting that it's possible that I have a bias in here is that because of what I do for with No Meat Athlete, I probably get told about many more of these than the ones that would demonstrate long-term health benefits of a paleo diet. Right. And I don't know if there are any, to be honest. I haven't really... None comes to mind that I've ever really seen. But uh, like I said, I could be missing that somehow. I don't think that, and I may be totally wrong about this, but I don't think there are as many uh, societies or as much history, I guess, with people eating a strict paleo diet for the long term, for generations, as there are with the vegetarian diet, vegan diet. That makes sense because paleo is a relatively new concept in terms of, you know, not the actual people who ate paleo diets right. when they were paleo people. Yeah. <laughs> they lived right. back then. Uh, but yeah, so... That that's probably one of the reasons that there hasn't been it yet, right? Yeah. So it, it's inconclusive, I guess you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've also seen the the links to heart disease of animal products. I mean, dairy products probably in particular in many cases. But and paleos would agree that that's not a good food. Mm-hmm. Um, but of of eating red meat, for example. 
So I, I don't know. There are probably plenty of paleo counter arguments for these, but in my view, it seems like it seems like in in the long term, if you're looking at long term health, not not in the short term, what's going to move you towards your body's ideal weight? I think the advantage is to vegetarian, vegan over paleo, assuming it's a whole food variety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, you know, I, I could be biased there, and I readily admit that. that like, it, it would be very hard for me to be unbiased in in looking at that. Right, and you know, I think that I know that this is not the direction you want to take this podcast, this episode. <laughs> But you know, I think it has to be said on a on a no beat athlete radio podcast uh, by by me, maybe not you, <laughs> but I can say things that you can, I guess. Um, you know, I guess one one big issue that I have with the paleo diet is, uh, you know, sure you're eating more whole foods, but I, it seems to me like people who go on that diet then end up eating way more meat than they used to because they end up replacing the um the starch or the the beans or you know whatever uh the grain with more added meat instead of the added vegetables and that might be a total generalization of just the paleo friends that i have um but then they end up just eating double the the, the serving of meat or mm-hmm. um and not more vegetables than before right right um and so so that's kind of the from the ethical point of view and the environmental point of view and the um, you know the viewpoint of a vegan. That's that's probably the biggest complaint I have about the diet. That it ends up encouraging people to eat more meat than they did before. Right. Okay. Which isn't so much a criticism of the pure form of the diet, right? Right. You're not criticizing in theory. This would be a really good way to eat. You're criticizing that in practice, it turns out that people who start following this or try to follow this end up doing this different thing instead. Exactly. Yeah, so I understand that. That makes sense. Um, And I I bet there are discussions among paleos that that there are people who who probably say, you know, this isn't the best way to do it by eating all this meat. There are probably people who are really into the vegetable side of it Mm -hmm. and say and and probably criticize fellow paleos for not paying enough attention to that because it's because the meat is more appealing and more more you know tastes better and is more calorically dense and fatty and that's we're wired to want that stuff sometimes. Right. Absolutely. You know, and and the same could be said about. Vegans, you know, to when they remove the meat, maybe they just eat a whole bunch more rice or yeah, or and pasta many do right. Like that. right, exactly. And I think that's the flip side argument there. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think that the point that I'd like to make here is that when you when you criticize one diet, you can very often find a corresponding criticism of the other that mm-hmm. corresponds almost exactly. Um, and I mentioned this in an episode. I think it was in our question and answer episode that. With the internet nowadays, it's very easy to find the viewpoint you want to back up whatever it is you're trying to back up. So if you want to back up a viewpoint that paleo is great, vegan is bad, you can find it and you can cite all these scientific resources and you can put together a very strong argument that paleo is better than vegan. And if you want to do the other side of it, show that vegan is good and paleo is bad, you can do the exact same there and omit the certain ones you want and choose the ones you want and put together something that looks like a good scientific reason why vegan is better. So, Or you can listen to this podcast and get the definitive yes, answer as right, to which one is exactly. better. <laughs> and it's vegan. We're just gonna... <laughs> no. Um, so one one good resource for this type of thing. It just got my mind moving, and I enjoyed it for the what seemed to me fair discussion. Uh, is Dan Lieberman, who is the scientist in Born to Run. I think he's the one who headed up the the team that that studied the barefoot running thing. Uh, he has written a book. I think he wrote it about three years ago. Probably it's called The Story of the Human Body. And the subtitle is Evolution, Health, and Disease. And 
I just found it to be a really interesting look at at how we really how we have evolved uh, in terms of diet and other things. Not it's not all about diet, but there's there's some points where he. I, I guess the take home message for me that I got from that book was that that anyone who's alive today, they're, assuming you you buy into evolution, which I know I have an Amazon review about the Nomadathi book that dismisses it out of hand because it talks about evolution. And really, yeah, yeah. Huh. which is funny. I don't really read many. I, I read almost none of the reviews there. Somehow I saw that one, and I'm glad I saw that one because that's that's the, the for me the most humorous of possible of negative reviews. So I'm glad that I saw that one. Um, but if, if you buy into evolution, which I hope you do, um, <laughs> it, it's you know basically we've your if you if you could actually trace your line of descent down to the human beings. You've been your your ancestors have been in such different, vastly different uh, environments, and where where different things were scarce and different things were plentiful, and the body has had to evolve in, to, into something that that is able to survive on this huge array of diets. So that's what I got of it was that you can eat a diet that has a lot of animal products in it because a lot of a lot of our ancestors have had to do that right so th- there have been times when that's what was available more than some other things and there have been also plenty of times probably more times when it was more about gathering than about hunting and when the hunt was a rare thing but most of the time it was it was the nuts and seeds and berries and fruits and everything else um so it just it just i i enjoyed getting that message from the book which is probably why i enjoyed the book um but i would recommend it it, it made some great points about how it talks about how the the con, concept that there was a single paleo diet is ridiculous. Talks about that, but at the same time, talks about how often we did rely on meat. So, so by that same argument, I mean it's when people tell you that meat is poison, I think that's ridiculous too. I think it's just it's dumb. So, do you think that the whole argument against the agriculture, um, you know, eating things that were we, we required agriculture? Mm-hmm. Do you think that we that agriculture developed faster than we did. I mean, evolved faster than we did. Yeah, yeah. and I don't think I don't think it's um, a matter of opinion as much as science. Like I think from from what I've seen, it's it seemed like it, it's possible that our bodies have adapted somewhat to agricultural uh-huh. cha- the changes in diet from agriculture. But it, it seems like way more of our history was was not right. that type of food. Okay, so I, I don't know, and I, I haven't researched this a lot at all. But my understanding is that. Is that we probably most people probably rely too much on on grains and, and things that are from agriculture, but but that it's not like it's poison. It's not like it'll. It's just terrible for you. Right. Um, some interesting things I, I, in the Lieberman book. Actually, one of the big things he talks about is that in many ways agriculture can be viewed as one of the worst decisions humans ever made to start doing it. Because once we once we did once suddenly we had this way of of producing food and and making it so that our food supply was steady then it became easier to have larger families easier to justify having larger families and once we decided to do that we were suddenly trapped into now it has to be agriculture because Hmm. it was like once we've done that then there's no other choice then we've got to stick with this population has grown too big right so we have to say so even if if it turns out that there are a lot of disadvantages and it seemed that there were a lot of things that went wrong with like that, that agriculture has sort of caused us to do it caused us to stop moving around as much 
um, causes, as we've said, you know, all the, the, choo- the choosing of foods the way we want them. So we kind of lose some of these original foods that, that are not as tasty, not as perhaps easy to assimilate, but better because your body has to work to digest these foods. So we, we start to select those out of the population of foods. Anyway, I'm I'm sure that I'm botching a lot of you know the way of saying this because it's been a year and a half or two years since I read this book, but that discussion was fascinating to me in in the story of the human body. So yeah. that's yeah. a book I would highly recommend if you're into this type, sort of discussion. Uh, it was I mean some of it was dry reading. It was not an easy book to get through, but uh, I would recommend it if you like this kind of discussion. So um, the last big thing I have to say about paleo is. We had my friend Ray Cronice on this podcast. We had him on here twice. But in the last time he was on it, he was talking about this new paper of his. And he and his colleagues put forth this idea of a food triangle, which which is sort of a replacement for the food pyramid. I think it's sort of not a coincidence that they called it a triangle uh, because the food pyramid is actually a just a triangle. It's not really three-dimensional. <laughs> right. um, but they weren't, I don't know, It's it's very different from it. But the reason that Ray and I first got in touch was he found he somehow saw my article about the one why why vegans and paleo should stop hating each other, and what he got in touch with me to say basically was like that he's arrived at that exact same conclusion that basically either one can be good for health in the short term, uh, and that they're not that different because they're both based on whole foods. Now his what he's doing with his research is so much more complicated than that simple little way of summing up the explanation. But, and even this food triangle, just mentioning the food triangle by itself is is a very simplistic way of looking at what they've done. But the triangle, if you can picture it, um, and you you certainly can look up that episode. I think on that episode we linked to his paper. Right. Uh, And we could even link to that in this episode if you want. But at the top of it, it's this single point at the top of the triangle that that says nutrient-dense food. And that's the leafy greens, the vegetables that are low in calories but high in nutrients. And then down either leg of the triangle. One of the legs is fat. The other one says carbohydrate. And the point of the diet, protein's not on it because what they're looking at is nutrients at the top and then the two legs of the of the triangle represent your fuel source, the fat and the carbohydrate. Protein isn't really a fuel. It's more of a building block and raise assumption because they're assuming anyone looking at this as eating a whole foods diet assumes that if you, no matter whether you're eating plant-based, whether you're doing the carbohydrate version or whether you're doing the fat version, which is going to be the paleo, the you know, where paleo would fit in here, you're getting enough protein because you're eating whole foods. And, and whole foods, the assumption of this paper is that if you're eating whole foods, you're getting enough protein. So, uh, what what he's kind of concluded, and again, I'm I'm sure I'm being overly simplistic here, perhaps because I don't fully understand it, um, is that you can you can be healthy in the short term by doing either one of these things, but not both. So if your body Assuming you're getting the nutrient-dense foods, the leafy greens, the vegetables, the fruits, stuff like that, you can either fuel yourself largely on fat, which is going to be animal products for, for the most part, because olive oil and things like that, that's not fitting in here because we're talking about whole foods. Uh, or you can fuel yourself largely on carbohydrate, which is going to be more the grains and the beans and things like that, which is the vegan side of this. And if you're doing one of those to the exclusion of the other, by and large, you're going to be healthy. In the short term, you're going to go to your correct weight, feel good. But if you have too much of the other one, so if you're a vegan who eats tons of fat, you're going to have problems. If you're a someone who's fueling themselves with fat, like a paleo diet, that, that's where a lot of their energy is coming from is fat. 
if they eat too much carbohydrate, which could be you know this modern fruit that we have that's not the same as paleo fruit was, uh, if they were to eat grains or beans, they'd be adding in too much carbohydrate in their diet, then they're going to have problems. So that that you know makes it very clear why a a paleo person would be justified in saying yes, but on this is too much grains, right? Like it, it's not just theory that oh grain is developed since agriculture, so it's not really something that that we should be eating. It's true. Like if you're if you're eating your diet most if your most of your energy is coming from fat, then if you add in a high carbohydrate thing like that, then you are going to not be as healthy in the short term as someone who doesn't. So that's what Ray's paper says. Um, I don't think I'm doing a great job of explaining it, which is why I encourage you to read the actual paper. It's short. It's like six pages. Not a hard thing to read because this isn't this isn't their research intense paper. Like they're not they're not trying to put forth all the research. Here. They're just summing up the points, and it's very easy to read. It's interesting, informative. So I would highly recommend you check that out. Uh, and then the Lieberman book too. I would also that's that's a really good one. And I don't know. I liked both of these sources because I think they're both really fair treatments of this argument. They seem to be unbiased. And uh, the, there's no clear winner in either one of these between plant-based and paleo. And I think that's, to me, that's the state of things, that there's not a clear winner right now in terms of what is healthier. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I like that, at least to me, it seems that plant-based has long-term more of a link to, to more years of life. But like I said, I, I could be biased. I could have maybe, you know, the, the things that I see that, that are given to me by, you know, sent to me by people is going to tend to be more pro-vegan than pro-paleo just because people know of me as someone who runs No Meat Athletes. So that's that's what I see. Yeah. Okay. So that was a lot of talking. Um, but I, I I think we've done a good job of summing up yeah. the attitude here that we have. I think so. I think that was good. Okay. Good. When I know when I wrote the post about this, there was the comments in that post are interesting. There's a lot of stuff that, I don't know, some paleo guy, I forget who, Richard somebody, uh, wrote some something there and, and put it on his own blog or like linked to it and, and kind of broke down some of my points and basically says, you're wrong. Vegans are terrible. Paleos are good. <laughs> but then there were also plenty of people in the vegan audience. I don't know if they were no meat athlete readers or people who just found it from whatever, uh, who, who made arguments that struck me as just ridiculous. They, they would point out how bad paleo was ethically. And the entire post, in the beginning of it, I said, like, this isn't based on ethics. Let's just look at nutrition and how the health does. And then there are people saying, yeah, but you can't really separate health and ethics because eating ethically means not eating factory farms, and then you're getting more nutrients from better... I mean, I don't I don't know what it was. But it was just like, it seemed to me that there were people there who were not able to understand, like, let's set aside ethics for just a little bit and look at these in as fair a light as we possibly can, just on the topic of health. Not Not keeping ethics totally totally out of it it seems some people are unable to do that which mm-hmm. which is disappointing to me uh but anyway so i i fully expect that there will be criticisms of this from people saying uh how can you say such nice things about paleo when what they're doing to animals is so bad right by encouraging people to eat meat and my answer to that is i don't think they're like you said Doug, it happens that people might go to eat more meat than they should on this diet but that's but, not the rule. Right. The rule, what, what the paleo diet is about, is I, if, you, if you look at what the paleo diet is supposed to be by even the people, the modern people who are at the forefront of the paleo diet movement, compare their diet to the standard American diet. And I think, hands down, the paleo is healthier and better for animals than that one is. Yeah. So that's, that's the point that I want to make here. I'm not trying to say that 
it's better for animals than a plant-based diet. Of course it's not. Uh, but but I don't. That's, this isn't about that, right? That's right. So okay. um, you may not want to go down this route, <laughs> but as as uh, since this is the No Meat Athlete Radio podcast, um, you know, I, do you have any any opinions on how paleo versus vegan affect you as an athlete? No, I definitely don't. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think. It's we just talked about was it last podcast but we talked about Mike Arnstein had won something as a fruitarian won the hurt hundred mm-hmm. right I mean and there there are plenty of good vegan athletes winning stuff there are fruitarian athletes which I mean this is as extreme as anything that you got someone who eats only fruit basically and some raw vegetables winning a hundred miler and I think you can find as many as you want examples of paleo athletes who are winning stuff right and I don't I don't follow ultra running closely enough to know are there paleo ultra runners who mm-hmm. win big events there are yeah okay timothy olsen is a perfect example he's winning a lot of events right now and he's paleo okay um but i think that my understanding is is uh is really when it comes to the shorter stuff i think that paleo actually lends itself pretty well and burning fat mm-hmm. um lends itself pretty well to ultra running but for shorter distance things where your body is really better performing better on sugars mm-hmm. uh as your energy source, then I think probably the the plant based diet uh, would would be a better option. You know, if you're if you're just running five k's, ten k's, even probably up to a marathon, then your body's not going to be able to switch into ketosis right, right. At, during, during the shorter stuff. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I just like Scott Jurek for, for. So you were saying that burning fat pro that's sort of lending itself to paleo being good for ultra running right yes yeah. well i'm not saying better but i'm just saying that if, if that diet uh if you're on that diet i think that ultra running is probably you're going to be your best result from it yeah see that's interesting because i would i would have thought the opposite i would have thought that like the strength and speed sports would be better for where you want more muscle mass um that that, that might lend itself better to paleo and like point out you know scott jurek as the ultra running legend that he was for so long and still is a legend, although he's still not, not competing at that level anymore, mm-hmm. um, that he was vegan. And I don't, I feel like there are among ultra runners. It seems to me that there are more plant-based people than there are as a percentage than there are in the general population, sure. which would make me think that that works, but then who knows? And then you've got the, the MMA fighters and it seems that a lot of those are, are vegan now too. And, and I would have always said, well, that's a strength and speed sport. Yeah. That wouldn't lend itself so well. But you're saying, what you're saying, that would make total sense that the MMA people would be into plant based diets. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm focused more on getting the immediate energy that is required from a 5K or a 10K. Um, you know, that, that jolt of energy that you get from sugars uh, and, and from glucose uh, that we have plenty of in our, in our current diet. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, if you're cutting all that stuff out and you're having to burn energy, you're burning fat for energy uh, on the paleo diet, then that's a slower processing fat, right? Right, or a slower processing energy energy source. So, gotcha. Yeah. So I think this the fact that this discussion itself about athletes is so is so kind of confused that like I mean I, I have no idea which seems to be better. It, there's not any clear. What this says to me is the point I made earlier that it is remarkable that the human body can, on whole foods diets, thrive so well. And like people can, you someone can win a hundred mile race eating a totally fruitarian diet, mm-hmm. and someone else can win a hundred mile race eating an entire diet that's almost polar opposite of that. 
except that it's whole foods. Right. So it seems like when you give the human body whole foods, and this stuff we're talking about in the short term, like athletic performance is certainly an in the short term issue. This isn't about who's going to live longer. Right. Uh, a whole different discussion there about whether you should even be running 100 milers if that's your goal <laughs> is to live as long as you can. Um, it's like it's amazing to me that that such different diets can can both be competing at the very very highest levels of a sport like that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. that's incredible, and I think there's I've never seen any kind of research about that, and I think I wish there were that research. And, and if anyone's listening to this and knows of some, uh, I'd love to hear about it. But just something something that is a fair comparison of different diets, and you know that, that kind of controls for the fact that that maybe there are less people eating certain types of diets, whether it's fully paleo or whether it's fully vegan um so th- that's probably you can't you can't just look at all the ultra marathons in the world and look at all the winners and look at their diets right it's not that easy because you might find that who knows 20 percent of those winners are vegans 30 percent are paleos but then you've got to control for the fact that that There's more paleos right in the world, coming yeah. in right mm-hmm. and and some of these people are going to change their diet because it's optimal for their sport like they would move towards the optimal diet in their sport so how do you know how much of that is happening versus how many people are just eating the diet that they were raised with and it happens to work for that sport. So, I mean, it just, it seems to me that it's a very difficult thing to study and maybe that's why that, why there's not that research yet or why there's not been any that's really popular, but I would love to see that. And I think that's, I don't know, but it's gotta be done fairly. Like I feel like you can, very, as I said, you can, you can demonstrate just about anything uh, by looking at resources and compiling whatever you want and being selective in what you choose to report. So anyway, um, it, that's a frustrating question, I guess, is which is better. But to me, the evidence seems to be that, that Whole Foods is what is what matters for athletic performance. And what works for you. <clears throat> yeah, and that's another thing. Like people say Mike Arnstein, like you point him out and they say, well, yeah, but he's Mike Arnstein. He's one guy for whom that works. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's just his body. Uh, I've also, and I think this was from the Dan Lieberman book, but I'm not sure, uh, kind of got the idea that that sort of overstated this idea that everybody's different. Um, oh really? Yeah, and like it, it's when you talk about like you don't think about different bears of the same species eating different diets, different diets. right? <laughs> <laughs> they eat the same exact thing because they're bears of the same species. Mm-hmm. I don't know about humans if our species if there's more diversity within our species for some reason. Like it's quite possible that there is. I don't I don't know. But the point was, and you know, I think it was eighty ten ten where this was. Um, yeah, he he was arguing in there that that. People love this we're all different diet or this we're all different idea, but there, there's not a lot of basis for that when you compare us to other species. So I don't I don't know about that one either. I, I would I'd love to know more about that. So many questions. There are, and so few will be answered, uh, especially not by us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, this has been good. A little longer than I expected us to go on this topic, but I'm glad we did, and I hope we've uh, stimulated a few thoughts, and I hope I've converted a few people to my view not that not that vegan is better than paleo but that whole foods are better than not whole foods and the argument between vegans and paleos is stupid that focusing on the similarities is more important than focusing yeah on the let's be matchers instead of mismatchers yeah but now i'm gonna go put on my armor and go, and <laughs> go gear fight up for my battle. Okay. yeah <laughs> excellent all right well then we'll do that everyone else thank you for listening this has been a good good discussion i've enjoyed it and i hope you did too Take care. All right.